Hey everybody, welcome back to the Winners Win Podcast. This is episode 50, 50. Never thought I would do 50. It's been a couple weeks. I lost my consistency a little bit. I was traveling a lot. I'm planning to finish the rest of the year strong. 5 0. Thanks for everyone who's been reaching out, asking what my next one would be, and anyone who's taken the time to listen, I really appreciate it, but halfway to the 100 point, and I, I've really enjoyed it, it's been an outlet for me, but it's pretty cool to see 50, so... Thanks again, one to acknowledge that. As we get into, there's a lot I want to cover. I think one thing that comes to mind when I think of doing 50 of these has been the need to stay consistent, to show up. You know, the weeks that I've missed, it's been on my mind. The weeks that I've done consistently you feel good about so I think it, it translates to anything in life being consistent being persistent continuing to show up even when sometimes you might not feel like it is extremely important and then you reach certain milestones along the way and it feels good so first things first I have to give a shout-out to a, a rival high school, Father Judge Baseball, on winning their first state championship the other day. Absolutely incredible for a local school. From what I hear, they did it with all local kids. I heard a lot of those kids played at Liberty Bell, and they were able to win a state championship against, I believe it was Mount Lebanon in Pittsburgh, pains me to say it as an Archbishop Ryan graduate, but congrats to Father Judge Baseball. And apparently their pitcher, have never seen him pitch, but looked into him a little bit. David Rodriguez, I believe his name is, has committed to St. John's as a freshman. He's a junior. Throws about 91 already. So really impressive. And it's, it's, it's good to see, it's good to hear that there's still local talent out there. I mean, that neighborhood growing up was a juggernaut for sports. Northeast Philadelphia for all sports. Very competitive, a lot of talent. All spread throughout all the neighborhoods. And so to see a local high school be able to go and win a state championship is pretty impressive. Another thing that I've come across recently is, you know, I've started to watch college baseball. I don't know why that was not a sport I used to watch. I don't know if it was something that wasn't properly televised or marketed, but it's so fun. It's so cool. I mean, and why would it not be? I know maybe some of the criticism is they, they don't use wood bats, but it's, it's so cool. I mean, the, the kids are so pumped up. The fans are pumped up. 
I really like the layout of the tournament with the double elimination. And it's really fun. And I've started to really like to watch it. Florida had an unbelievable game last night against Oral Roberts. Winning, almost blew it, end up pulling it out. LSU today beating, uh, I think it's a third inning, beating Wake Forest, who's incredible. Watch them a little bit. They got some real power hitters. And so cool, it's cool. Anyone who hasn't checked it out, I, I, I strongly advise watch it. A lot of fun, but not a sport that gets the hype for some reason of other college sports. I don't know why, but I think anyone I've watched it with seems to really like it. I was away last week. A lot of guys were watching it, really into it. So it might be something that comes, uh, that gains some traction moving forward. And to stick on the uh, topic of college, wanted to comment on my guy Bobby Huggins resigning from West Virginia yesterday after a long tenure with the program. Had a lot of success early. Didn't have as much success later, but unfortunately has not been able to put the DUI bug behind him. Another DUI for Bobby Huggins somewhere in the state of Pittsburgh. Uh, apparently was pretty in pretty bad shape. His car was running. He was, his tire was destroyed. His door was open. Pretty incoherent from, from what I've heard. And um, I believe he was probably forced to forced out at West Virginia, especially after an incident a few months ago uh, on the podcast, some comments he made, politically incorrect comments. So unfortunately, Bobby is done at West Virginia, um, a staple at West Virginia, really a, a hometown hero. He will no longer be the coach. Um, and we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the previous assistant coach, Billy Hahn, passing away. So a lot of changes in Morgantown. I don't know what's next for them. It's a shame because I've followed them pretty closely. They have a, some good transfers coming in through the portal. I forget it. Uh, point guard from Arizona and a couple others. They had a pretty good recruiting class. I think they were going to be pretty good, if not this year, next year. But Bobby will not be on the sidelines, and I don't know if he will coach again. I think he's just he's become more of a problem than an asset. Seems to really like to drink. And... Um, you know, unfortunately, just doesn't have the pe right people around him that you know he's allowed to get behind the wheel. So we'll see what happens. Maybe a year or two out of basketball, maybe he'll be able to get back in it. I don't think he's that old, um, but he needs, you know probably needs a, some time away to kind of regroup and get things together. Basketball uh, has obviously died down. Denver Nuggets. I thought I think I said that they would win in four or five. They win in five. They beat Miami. Not because of lack of effort for Miami, but Denver was just too much, too big, too strong. Joker, you know, it's funny, all these Sixers fans who for years complained that Embiid was getting robbed of MVP. I think they've gotten really quiet the last couple of weeks. Joker wins NBA Finals MVP, wins a ring, and just shows you how much better he is than Joel as an all-around basketball player. I mean, the guy's IQ was off the charts. He was taught extreme fundamentals he makes everybody around him better which to me is really the thing that he stands out most besides his IQ which trumps Joel's IQ and his toughness which is 
leaps and bounds more toughness than Joel. His ability to make everyone around him better, to find the open guy, to know where to go with the ball, when to get aggressive and when not to get aggressive, the way he attacks the paint. He, do, he does so many things. He almost does everything better than Joel. I mean, as far as raw talent, Joel might be close, but all the other things, the fundamentals, the IQ, the ability to make people around you better, the toughness, the winning mindset, the ability to know when to turn it on and off, how to find guys that are open, his passing ability is incredible. I mean, so much better. And I think any Sixers fan that watched with clear eyes now sees how wrong they were. All those nights that they were asleep or out at the bar or in some other nonsense when Denver was on at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and they just lazily said, oh, Joel got screwed, now see that, no, Joker's just better. And, you know, Joel, he he probably deserved MVP this year, but it's funny, Joker tops him. He says, okay, you can MVP. I'm going to go get a championship and finals MVP. So two MVPs for Joker, one finals MVP, and now a championship. Sadly, I don't think Joel will ever see it. And Nuggets have a bright future. If they can stay healthy, uh, Joker's still young. Same draft as Joel, right? 41st pick. And so that's really the thing that stood out to me was you have a Sixers team who tanked on purpose, and we've been over it at, at nauseum, but all with the idea that you need a top pick to be good. And so you look at the Miami Heat, right, and you see the guys they found undrafted later rounds, guys like um, Caleb Martin, guys like Gabe Vincent, guys like Bam, free agents like Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, um, guys like Hero and uh, Struss and um, uh, who's the other one, Uh, Duncan Robinson. So with a good coach and a good culture and a president like Pat Riley, they, they were able to do it and get to championships and been to Eastern Conference Finals multiple years now without having to get a top pick. You look at Denver, who gets Joker as the 41st pick in 2014, where we take Joel 1. I believe we also took uh, Peyton in that draft, who we trade the rights for for... Sarich, and they get Joker, and I think we also took Jeremy Grant, all prior to Joker. So it's knowing what you're looking at. It's it's the same thing we used to talk about with the Phillies and the Eagles and assessing talent. You can find talent in the NBA later in later rounds. I mean, Golden State has done it. Boston, most of their picks were in the top ten, but they weren't one picks. They've done it. Phoenix did it with Devin Booker, and then they you know, they bring guys in. So so you don't have to do so. So it totally blows up any process, uh, advocates or proponents, and really just kind of shows the sham that it was. And so the Sixers are in a terrible spot, right? And we talked about it with Dick Girardi. We've talked about it over and over. I hear I hear names like Chris Paul. I hear I mean that's a joke. Chris Paul's 38 years old. Okay, Chris Paul's never won. He's another Harden. He's another loser. A, a big name, a guy who's probably a Hall of Famer because he's done it for a long time and has had a lot of talent, but in big games has never never really been good. 
game seven two years ago at home against Dallas. He didn't score in the first half, and they were the one seed. Um, over and over with the good Clippers teams. I mean, they got Rockets team. I mean, this guy's been on more good teams than anyone I can remember and never won. So I want nothing to do with Chris Paul. It would be criminal if they signed Harden. I don't. I hope they don't. I don't know if they will. And so they're done, right? So now you're in a position where you know you have the expiring Tobias High, Tobias Harris contract. You have an aging Joel with less help than ever. And so it's over. So, so to me, and we talked about it with Gerard, it, the only thing you can do is trade him. They won't. My prediction is they will just continue to remain in purgatory until it's obvious he's done. They'll then try to dump him or he'll demand a trade but won't bring back the same value. And then we will be in a perpetual purgatory like 2012. And sadly, this team will go into um, the 30-year mark. We'll approach the 30-year mark without ever getting out of the second round. And that's what I predict. And that is a disgrace. Uh, Just like the team in the same building, the Flyers have been a disgrace for a major city. And we'll see. We'll see if the fans finally turn. We'll see if the fans finally wake up out of this mass uh, psychosis that they've been under for 11 years by Sixers, by the Sixers uh, parading um, people out to ring the bell and, and some stupid music after they win. And um, that's the only way it'll really turn around, right? I mean, if the fans just stop showing up and demand more than mediocrity out of this team. So that's them. Uh, Eagles will be starting soon. Uh, look forward to that. I, you know, I think I think Howie may still have a couple moves up his sleeve. I, I, last year, late, he got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I believe, in August. I think he's probably done offensively, even though I'd probably like to see another third wide receiver. But I think defensively, he's young, he's athletic. I know he got a safety. I know he brought back the corners. I'd still like to see another corner. Maybe another linebacker. I think defensive line, he's done a lot in the draft. But I think maybe look for one more trick up Howie's sleeve as we get into training camp here in a couple weeks, I guess. Um, and we'll have the NBA draft coming up too, so we'll try, we'll try to talk about that. But really the topic of conversation is what? The Philadelphia Phillies. Here we go. They bring back the song, Dancing on My Own. They bring Kyle Schwarber back up to the leadoff spot, to my chagrin. But they are rolling with the day off today, getting ready to face division rivals Atlanta and the Mets for the rest of the week and through the weekend. And look, I'll be honest. I didn't see the turnaround, um, the same turnaround as last year although they weren't in as bad of a spot, but it didn't look good. Their starting pitching was not the same. However, it got better, right? And, th- and that's the name that we, the name of the game. We've talked about it since April. I thought starting pitching would be an Achilles heel. It was, and they were not good. It's gotten better, and now they're better. It's really as simple as that. The offense has also been better, but – Zach Wheeler's been a lot better. Aaron Nola's been better. Ranger Suarez has been immensely better. Tawan Walker is still up and down, but has been pretty good and good enough, uh, similar to Kyle Gibson last year, kind of, you know, enough. Um, and 
they've gotten a, real, a lot out of the bullpen. I mean, I think the four last four of the last wins, they've had different guys closing. Kimbrel's been really good, throwing really hard. Now he's throwing that breaking ball, which is biting. Sir Anthony, hopefully we get him back. He's he's been hurt. Alvarado has been back and good. You've had guys like Marte and Hoffman, and these guys step up. Soto's been good. So they've just gotten a lot out of their bullpen, which Topper loves to go to early, and it's 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 paid off. Offensively, Nick's been great. JT's had a great month. Schwarber, here he goes again in June, right? I mean, he he hasn't been incredible, but he's he's hit he's hitting home runs again in June. He's up to twenty. He's gotten them some leads early in the game. Yesterday, he leads off with a home run. So, you know, ultimately, I don't, I still don't love him there. He's hitting what 189 or something like that, um, which is still it's much better than he was, but still horrible. But in June, it's worked. Um, Trey Turner's been a little better. Bohm's been better. Stott's been pretty good. So they've just gotten a lot of contributions. Bryce hasn't even gotten going yet. I mean, Bryce doesn't look good. And they've strung together after losing the first game to Arizona. They went 6-1 and one on the trip. They went six straight. And here they go into Atlanta, who's also red hot. And the Mets. And who knows? You know, I think they're one out of the wild card. Here, I'm looking at the wild card standings right now. So I'm going to pull it up. So, what you know, they're eight back in the division because Atlanta doesn't lose. They've won six in a row. They're 46 and 26. Miami, 41 and 31. They've won four in a row. Miami's been really good. Hear that? That's the sound of a walk-off albatross, a two on a par five to win a two-day golf tournament. That shot happened to me. One in 600 million odds. Since then, people call me Albie. Now, I've told this story so often, my friends can't take it. I'm pretty sure my wife, next time I tell her, she's going to leave me. So I decided to start a podcast to tell the entire world about it because it deserves it. It's the craziest shot you've never heard of. And guess what? There's tons more stories like this all around golf. And that's what our podcast is all about. Join me and my fellow degenerates, Pan and Shepard as we dive into them. Insane bets, crazy what-if scenarios, and all the you-had-to-be-there type moments in golf. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Did I tell you about Malbatross? Uh, Luis, I probably butcher his last name, Arez. Arez? Guy hits 395. I mean, they, they've been really good. They find, they're another team, like Tampa. They just find guys. Mets have not been good. Washington has not been good good but unfortunately the two teams ahead of us have been really good wild card we are now a game out like i've said because we've won six in a row eight out of ten i believe 13 out of 15 the three ahead of us miami who i mentioned who's won four in a row seven out of ten san francisco seven in a row gabe kapler has now won seven in a row Eight out of ten. Dodgers, who have lost three in a row, are still ahead of us by a game. Here's the thing with the wild cards. You have Miami's really good and Atlanta above them if, in case one fell out. San Francisco and Arizona, both been really good in case one fell out. And you have the Dodgers, right? That division's really good. You have Cincinnati, who's won eight in a row, right under us. San Diego, who's been a little better. They've won two in a row. And P- Pittsburgh, who started hot has now lost six straight. 
and they're starting to fall out of graces. But so you have a lot of teams, really four or five teams up there fighting for three spots. So Phillies cannot let off. This is a big week. They're at home. They played well against Atlanta. I'd love to get two or three, but really, I, I'm really looking at that Mets series. The Mets have owned us for the last several years, and the Mets are not good. They're not terrible, but they're not good. We're better. So I, I really want to win two or three against the Mets. I mean, that, that's a series. I think it's a statement series at home. It's the weekend, heading into, heading into July in two weeks. I think that's we need to come out and get two or three. I'd love to win four or six at home against those teams. I'd be happy splitting, but I'd really like to win four. You're at home, and you've been playing great. So we'll see what happens. But, hey, look, I mean, there's no reason this team can't be a playoff team again. High payroll, tons of talent, love to play with each other, good culture. They know what it takes, right? And they've been there. They were there last year. They should have confidence. And there's there's not a lot of holes in their lineup. You know, Dara calls back now. We'll see what happens because Clemens has been playing really good. I think Guthrie got sent down. But there's, there's a lot of talent. There's not a lot of holes. And if the starting pitching can hold up the way it has and Ranger can continue to pitch well – and Wheeler is back to old form. And you get Nola. I mean, Nola, again, was – for some reason, Nola has a couple pitches in one inning. It, it, it baffles me. But besides that, he's usually really good. If he could ever figure that out. and But if you can get those three and Tawan Walker can be consistent, I have to imagine Dombrowski knows he needs a starter, right? Because we don't have that fifth starter that's consistent. We probably need somebody better than a fifth, but we at least need another guy. So I know Dombrowski knows what he's looking at. That has to be on his mind. And I imagine I would look for in the next month as we approach the trade deadline that he's going to be in the market for a starter. Now, there's going to be starters available, I think. What do we have to give up? You know, not having Andrew Painter con contribute, which it looked like he would have, it has hurt because if he was half as good as people thought he was going to be and he was up here contributing, I mean, it would be incredible. Help us that much more. But I, I imagine that's what he's in the market for. Now, could he go get another stick, maybe another right-handed stick? Maybe try to help us offensively. I, I think that's probably also on his mind. I don't think that there's anything I'd put past him. I don't know if there's going to be any huge names. But maybe a rental. You know, we're in a position that he's going to want to buy, obviously. I think John Middleton's going to put up with... Um, not winning, so it's gonna he's gonna be aggressive. And I think that's that's probably what we'll look for in the next month. Just got an update. LSU still winning two nothing against Wake Forest, bottom five. Pretty cool.
see just looking at some NBA stuff here. Draymond Green obviously didn't resign. Looks like they won him back, but you know that's another guy, Draymond Green. I, mean, I don't want Draymond Green. The, that, that's the problem, right? When you when you draft terrible like the Sixers did, it's hard to go find guys now. I mean, not a lot of guys just walk away. So, I just you know they're 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 in a horrible position. It, it, it it's it's a shame, but they're in a terrible position. So. We'll be back next Monday. Um, I'd like to get someone to come on and talk Phillies. I'm trying to get Todd Zalecki on from the Atlantic. See if we can set that up at some point. Get some insight into the Phillies, insight into Dombrowski's mindset as we approach the trade deadline. But a lot of cool things coming up, right? NBA draft, uh, NFL training camp. Uh, you'll have the all-star break for baseball. And then we'll ramp up here. I mean, this summer's flying by. We're almost into July 4th in two weeks. It's been going quick. Um, but thank you, everybody, again. You know, honestly, uh, truly, sincerely, 50 episodes. Uh, look forward to getting to 100. And um, it's been great. You know, and I've had, I've had more support than I could have imagined when I started this thing. It was, it was just me in a room. And um, it's grown just organically uh, to, to people that can, can – consistently reach out to me hey you know i enjoy it that's cool i like listening to it keep doing it thanks just encouraging you know and um and for me if you know if one person's listening it's cool you know i enjoy talking about this stuff uh, passionate about it and you know i i hope to continue to grow it over time you know right now it's i just want to put out content and be consistent and um try to put something together every week but i'd like to continue to grow it and grow it and you know, I think instead of trying to make it too perfect, it's just do it, and then over time, kind of let it let it blossom. So, uh, thank you everybody who listens. Um, Fifty episodes, quite an accomplishment, and um, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, thanks. <laughs>